Welcome to InsureTalk, the podcast where we don't just talk about innovative ideas in PNC insurance. We talk with industry trailblazers about the big ideas they made happen and how they did it. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information. And now, let's make it happen. Welcome to InsureTalk. My name is Laura Drabeck, and I am the Chief Evangelist at Guidewire. In this episode, I have the privilege of interviewing Marty Young, co-founder and CEO of Buckle, an inclusive tech-enabled provider of insurance coverage for drivers who turn their personal vehicles into ride-sharing and delivery assets. Marty is an experienced operational leader in both the public and private sectors with a proven track record of success in management, and finance roles. The focus of today's discussion will be on the gig economy, rideshare coverage, delivery, and a glimpse into the future of our industry. Hello, Marty. Thank you for joining my podcast. Hello, Laura. Thank you for having me. Tell our listeners about Buckle and your role there. Thank you, Laura. We founded Buckle to provide comprehensive financial services to both gig economy workers and the platforms they work for. We're the only financial services company solely focused on this new customer segment and ecosystem. As CEO, I am leading simultaneous strategies of fintech, insurtech, and mergers and acquisitions to achieve our vision of helping this deep subprime yet emerging middle class achieve economic freedom. All of our strategies start and end on a foundation of advocacy for our members. As a result, we are an impact company through and through. So targeted at rideshare and delivery drivers, Buckle offers commercial and personal coverage in one policy. It doesn't matter who's in your car or whether the rideshare app is on or off, there's no gap in coverage. I think that is very cool. But what matters is what Lyft, Uber Eats, or Amazon Flex drivers think. What has been their response and what's your market penetration? So within insurance, the key isn't a commoditized insurance product that is one size fits all, but a portfolio of products that match the needs of each Buckle member. To service rideshare and delivery drivers requires a number of different products. Currently, we offer three. The one you walked through just now is our signature hybrid auto product on that buckleup.com. But we also offer personal non-standard auto, as well as commercial black car and taxi products. The basic theme of all these different insurance products today is none of them use credit score. So basically, if you use your car to deliver anything, people, food, groceries, or packages, we have the right product for you. The average penetration or win rate on any of these given insurance products ranges from 20 to 40%, depending on dozens of factors. However, if you don't fit one of these products, you may fit an alternative product that we offer. You mentioned not using credit scores. And as you know, there is an initiative by 31 civil rights, consumer and community organizations urging the National Association of Insurance Commissioners to recommend that credit information no longer be used to determine eligibility for or the cost of auto or home insurance because it's believed to reflect 
racial disparities and reinforce historic discrimination. You don't use credit checks to determine coverage. Can you tell us why and how you determine rates? I've testified to the Special Committee on Race and Insurance Underwriting of the National Council of Insurance Commissioners on this issue. To be clear, credit score is a powerful factor in automotive insurance underwriting. And I understand why actuaries and insurers use it because it works in scale. However, it is part of the problem of systemic disadvantage for those who are left behind due to automation and globalization or for those disadvantaged minorities and immigrants who never got a fair start. Our insight is that most of the folks with low credit scores don't pay all their bills. This is why they have poor credit. As a result, our members who are predominantly subprime live in an almost parallel financial universe to mainstream banks and insurance companies and have to live in a world where they're exploited by high interest rates, exorbitant insurance costs, and perpetual fees. It is there that we must meet and serve them, but we aren't another subprime lender or non-standard auto carrier trying to exploit them, but rather trying to help them break into the middle class. Uh, this is an enormous undertaking for a population with a mean credit score and deep subprime. And yes, our insurance experience matches non-standard auto with as much as half the book late paying each month and high non-pay cancellation rates. But we make it easy for them to come back. We don't penalize them. And so they almost always do. After all, when insurance is 10 to 15% of your take-home pay. We understand there are a lot of things that need to come first. The cell phone bill, food, rent, car payment, etc. Insurance isn't always going to get paid until those other things do. And when it does, we want to make sure we have a product available that is the most attractive option given their circumstances. It's a really powerful statement, Marty, that you started with credit scores potentially reinforcing systemic discrimination for those left behind. That's really, really powerful. And I appreciate that you make it easier or facilitate the way back for consumers that weren't actually able to make their payment that particular month. Well done. So how do you distribute policies at Buckle? How would a rideshare driver go about purchasing your coverage? So for our signature hybrid auto product, it's only sold through our website or through one of our partners, such as Lyft or GoPuff. You must be a transportation network company or delivery network company driver, or we won't write you for our hybrid auto product. We distribute our specially personal non-standard auto and commercial auto products through traditional agency models. There are a lot of different ways of buying our, our products, both through traditional as well as insure tech strategies. This is such great information. Before we continue, listeners, if you're enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe to Insure Talk on Amazon, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, this is Laura Drabik, and let's get back to our conversation. I'm talking with Marty Young, co-founder and CEO of Buckle. So Marty, according to Statista, by 2028, it's estimated that half of the American workforce will be freelancers or part of the gig economy. What positions Buckle for success in this new economy? So, you know, we don't have serious competition. It, it's not because people didn't try, but you know, those who went into this with just credit failed miserably. Everybody who went into this with just insurance have also failed. It's a broken market, but no less broken than other credit and insurance markets due to antiquated paradigms focused on maximizing exploitation of the poor. The only way to serve this deep subprime yet emerging middle class is via a model similar to USAA, which is all in on military members who also start off as deep subprime. For the subprime, auto insurance isn't the most serious pain point 
where they pay 50 to 100% more for their automotive insurance, as awful as it is, but actually credit where they pay 1,000% more in interest and fees. We've always viewed that our credit platform will be the bigger, more profitable business because it's the bigger problem. Rejecting credit score and underwriting puts us in a place of unique competitive advantage in both insurance and credit. But when we put them together, we have a tremendous advantage in both markets. USA and Buckle were ESG impact for the beginning and always will be. We're all about helping people from all walks of life achieve economic freedom, not through some get rich scheme, but providing the financial infrastructure to enable them to work when they want, doing what they want, for whom they want, and for how much they want. I'm almost afraid to ask, but are ride share and delivery driver losses similar to personal auto and non-fleet commercial auto losses? How are they the same? How are they different? And any unique losses you can share with our listeners? The complexity is that how you understand where to attribute the loss is really the trick. And until you can understand how to do that in aligning the interests, the losses are awful. But to give you some perspective, rideshare delivery and other gig workers are the most non-standard of the non-standard in both consumer and commercial terms. In the last 12 months, we've had an insured murdered while driving for Uber, another driver beaten and hospitalized by a passenger, and another where we paid a claim on bullet holes due to the summer riots. These are tragedies. Unfortunately, they happen more frequently than you expect. Uber and Lyft have been working the issue of driver and rider safety for years. And while a lot of progress has been made, there is still a ways to go and we're actively considering how we can contribute to the solution. Our mission is to enable our members to break free of the credit score trap and achieve economic freedom. To do this, we have to solve a whole host of problems for this emerging middle class and safety is one of those problems that is currently top of mind. I read that Buckle wants to identify new data sources for underwriting risk, which it believes will help the company reinvent the insurance model. Can you elaborate on what those new data sources are and how they will help you reinvent insurance? We collect thousands of different data points on drivers, including things like tips, star rating, driving times, etc. However, the key to employing data is less about underwriting and more matching the coverages to our TNC partners without duplication or a gap. Um, for example, what Lyft, Uber, DoorDash, and GoPuff want are completely different from one another. And so the buckle coverages change from activity to activity. So this is not about better underwriting, but rather better indemnity management using data. The way I think about it, reinsurers take all the underwriting profit and buckle should earn fees in arranging and managing the risks between the various parties, as this is our highest value add. You served in the U.S. military, thank you. And as an Army chaplain and infantry officer, how did your military experience drive your approach with Buckle? And pardon the use of the word drive there. Sure. From these experiences, I'm both a theologian and systems thinker. Buckle was in part created by my Doctor of Ministry paper, where I began to understand how systems of exploitation, even well-intentioned, create perpetual disadvantage and oppression of the poor. If you actually look at what we're doing at Buckle, and you look at how the Salvation Army came about, the, the parallels are, are pretty stunning. I saw USA transform the lives of enlisted service members over the last 20 years and realized that we needed to do the same thing for the emerging middle class and the gig economy. Half of Buckle's workforce is made up of USAA insurance members and 10% of the company is made up of former junior military officers. What are you trying to achieve by hiring for this unique experience? 
So actually, most of our employees are USA members. Uh, USA members immediately understand what we are trying to do. I'm convinced that most banks and insurance company executives still have no idea what USA does, and almost none know how they do it. Uh, most of our executive team are seasoned USA executives from both the insurance company and the bank. Uh, we also have a cadre of former USA leadership behind the scenes supporting some of the insurance team. About 10% of the company are former junior military officers and, of course, USA members. And we are proud that these veterans are the center of gravity of the buckle culture. They are folks that operate with a can-do attitude with tremendous work ethics and really amazing attention to detail. We need to take another break. If you're enjoying this podcast and would like to review more of my thought leadership, please see evangelist.guidewire.com. Now let's get back to our conversation with Marty Young. Are you an insurance company? If not, what are you and what's your business strategy? Within our insurance business, we own four insurance carriers, several MGAs, a claims administrator in the form of a licensed TPA, an agency. These different companies are useful for different things. To succeed in the $15 billion gig economy insurance market requires about a dozen different approaches across at least, we believe, 30 or 40 different segments. The insurance business lives alongside our credit and advocacy platforms, which look like a credit business. The overall strategy is very similar to USA, but depending on what we are trying to do, credit or advocacy may take the lead, not insurance. In a previous life, you were involved in the restructuring of Sears. What was the hardest message you had to deliver? And can carriers learn something from this that's applicable to their business? I've executed dozens of court-supervised restructurings, restructuring over $30 billion in debt. The starting point for any restructuring diagnostic is always the same. Does this company deserve to exist or not? And if so, what are we going to do to create a sustainable company that deserves to exist the next five years? In my experience, this often means large reductions of customers, staff, suppliers, and infrastructure to a profitable core and then rebuilding for relevancy. Can insurers learn from this? I believe so. Ask yourself why your insurance company deserves to exist. What value are you uniquely delivering in the market? If you don't have a good answer for that, it probably does not. Many companies do not deserve to exist the next five years, at least as they are today. Given there are 2,000 insurance carriers in the United States insurance industry, I think that most folks within the insurance industry itself would be pretty certain that a number of those carriers don't deserve to exist. And if that is the case, then half those employed by the industry as well. If we can eliminate half the companies and half the jobs, Imagine the value that will be delivered to insurers in the reductions to lost cost multiplier. And that is the ultimate goal of any restructuring of a company or an industry, delivering enduring value to customers. Marty, thank you very much for your time today and for being a great Guidewire customer. You have showed us it's not just about ideas, it's about making ideas happen. Laura, thank you for having me. And we're very pleased to use the Guidewire Claim Center to power our automotive claims. It is really one of the best in class systems in the industry. Thank you. This podcast is brought to you by Guidewire, the platform PNC insurers trust to engage, innovate, and grow efficiently. Visit guidewire.com for more information.